Hunting is not easy. It never has been. It takes dedication, motivation, a lot of patience, and quality gear. If you manage a food plot, put up stands, or need just one more game camera, we can help at MidwayUSA.com. We opened our doors in 1977 and continue to put customers first by offering super fast, same day shipping. For just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. When it comes to hunting boots, how many pairs does one man need? Well, how many seasons are there? Turkey season? Deer season? Duck season? Dove season? Honey, how many pairs of boots does one man need? At least one more pair. For just about everything for hunting, go to MidwayUSA.com. I'm Larry Potterfield with Midway USA. Thanks for your business. Welcome, boys and squirrels, to the Northern Outcast Outdoors podcast, The Outcast, your home for all things hunting, fishing, and ball busting related. Powered by Citizens Hunting Co., AF Custom Calls, and Hour on a Limb Manufacturing. What is up, boys and squirrels? We are back for season two, episode eight. I was actually ready for this before we recorded, or is it not episode eight? It's episode nine. Nine. Episode eight was tiny boat. <laughs> no, I screwed it up. Episode eight's gonna be Kyle. perfect start. Shit. So it's episode. It's nine. It's nine. And I already dropped an S bomb. <laughs> an S bomb. <laughs> We're gonna use it. You dropped a bomb. So what are we talking about today? Today we are finally. We're, I'm, I'm going to call a wrap on the summer, fall, spring fishing season. Ugh. However, we're not done. We're going to wrap up season on here begrudgingly just to piss Chuck off yes. because he's been a little, as he used the word, curmudgeon, which he misspelled horrendously, I might you, add. You misspelled it too, though, which is I thought was correct. funny. Is there a correct spelling? Did you think, I didn't think it was an actual word. It I was. mean, I figured it was. I never actual knew word, it was like a dictionary word. Oh, it's an actual it's dictionary. Curmudgeon. Yeah, that's yeah. a real thing. I never knew it. So Chuck's being a little miser, dude, because it's <laughs> it's full blown archery season. We're about yeah, it's a, a couple October, dude. Yeah, we're we're rolling up on on go time here. But the wizard committed to the fall bite, and goddamn it, I I stuck to my guns on it, and it's been paying off. You done good, son. You done it, it's good. paying off, and uh, just a small history lesson, I guess. I mean, the outcast originally started as a fishing channel so to speak so getting back to my roots this is the first year i've really committed to it in a few years and i'm gonna be honest with you i missed it it's about time chuck's just on his own world here i am putting my phone on do not disturb yeah well I, I thought i heard some vibrating well bringing it way way back chuck was probably initially the most into the fishing game with his annual kayak tournament with the chasing tails yes chasing tails so go ahead Tell us your piece so you can be done and you can go pout in the corner. I mean, fishing to me is something that happens after turkey season mm-hmm. and before archery season. Okay, so well, cow- that, right? It's a filler. It's a filler. Well, that's so, the thing, though. The, and that's the And problem. I understand that it's the not spring, the The spring is time. the best time right. to fish and the fall is the best time to fish. So it's... But it's also the only time to kill turkeys and the yes. only time to kill deer. And you know I'm a turkey is a head, problem. so I sacrifice the spring usually. Right. I really do. See, the problem is I can fish 365 days a year. Can you, though? I can. You won't, though. I legally can, though. But you won't, though. But I legally could. I can't legally kill deer 365 days a year. I can't (laughs) legally shoot turkeys all year round. You really can't catch fish either 
365 You haven't caught a, a fish in three months. I, mean, I, I have a couple. I have a couple videos that and I sent the group like over the last times. couple days. He, that, he caught that, them. That say last otherwise. Time we were out. Yeah, I will give him that. I mean, I don't know. I see. I, I, I catch them every time I go out. It's so, every time. It's huh? so weird that I keep being told I've that like, been I'm just out not with a you good fisherman. And we both got skunked. But so every single time, every it's, time, weird. it's weird. My my photo gallery on my my phone just has. Fish photos every From the same fish. other day. It's just, it's so, somebody's got to be taking them and putting them on my phone because I don't know how they got there. See, the I'm people outside of our group of friends, Sibeli's kind of, this is, he's dipping his toes in the podcast water. I think this episode might be when the public finally sees his true colors. You have to, somebody <laughs> finally has to draw a line in the sand. And if it needs to be done uh, right now, I will. I'm glad to see fishing gone. Put it that way. It's, well, that's a good thing is that not, it's not though. gone. So, I mean, there's that. All I right, mean, archery's a, full blown, but yes. you know we're wrapping up the 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 season here, and we're going to talk about it because a lot of these adventures didn't really make the YouTube channel, or you know, et cetera, et cetera. Especially with you specifically. Yeah, I mean that's a good point because yeah, I shot three deer already, and I haven't filmed any of them. If that's what you're referring to, yeah, you're a coward. Great content, <laughs> you're a coward, and I yell at you every time. Content provider. This is the content I create right here. Um, and if you guys haven't checked it out yet on the YouTube channel, we've been messing with some shorts and yeah, you know, the one I posted gets 50,000 views. Just saying, I must be doing something right for the channel. I mean, that's your first all contribution those, that yeah. is solely your <laughs> contribution. So that's unfair better late than never. There I must guess. have been a lull of fighting in Ukraine and they all were on their phones. <laughs> that's purely See, I wonder, unfair. I, I shot a turkey. American is doing. Jeff and I went and we killed a turkey and that was purely my doing. So when was this? What do you mean? Last year, that big year double beer last year. The vaporized double beard? Yeah, you did. That was last year. You did. You yeah. did. Jeff filmed it, though. I know. So, But he was still content He also has creative. no hearing left, so. <laughs> yeah, that's also true, too. That's fair that's enough. Neither much. do I. He gave it up for the for the vids, for yeah. the views. What did you place in that Chasing Tales tournament? Oh, man. Total, I can't remember. I uh, I don't think I topped top 10. I was with I you wanna... when you caught, your, I think, your biggest. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to say, shoot, I'd be throwing... Let's just say between the creators, because that's what it was this year, because usually we do one big pull, but we changed the platform in which we go through this year. Um, I think I, I don't want to. We yeah. usually use Tourney X. Yeah. I think we use Fish and Chaos. Oh, you used a different one. I thought you yeah, used Yeah, we used X. a different one this year. Um, and it had each individual group. So there was like the creator group. There was your actual kayak mm -hmm. division and then there was a division for boats gotcha. which was basically anybody that yeah. wanted to get into it and i think for the creators i know i didn't beat chase i know i didn't beat adam or nick so, so but i did beat podium. walt you're just beat off walt. the podium is what you're saying the important part is i beat walt okay and i beat austin <laughs> and i want to say i was in like fourth of the creators maybe what okay. was your biggest fish i could be missing something um it's a great question. I did not have a lot of big fish. It was the, it had to have been at the one at the, the like pond. nineteen inches. Yeah, I yeah. think was the longest fish I had. Yeah, and it was the one from the pond. Well, from the that thing was a a murderer. Yeah, <laughs> that, dude, that that was a good fish. That's the one from the short that I posted. Okay, I got you. It, it looks smaller than it is, but that was that was dandy. It was an awesome angle for me at the shore when I was watching him, and yeah. then, you know, I saw the cast, saw the strike, and I was like, "Oh, Jack!" Top water by tell, evening. It was like one of the last. Last cast yeah. of the evening. There was only like 15 minutes left. Yeah. And it just blew up on my buzz bait, which I love, by the way. Yeah. There's nothing quite like a top water bite. I'll, I'll give you that for sure. And I think most people would agree with that. Yeah. Which I think is why I love summer 
fishing so much out of a kayak is top water, man. I just kill it. Top water, top water, top water. Especially being able to get into those little back areas like oh, yeah. public land that you took me to, those little little lakes. I don't want to get into that trip. Yeah, we want to Get your about. knees a little dirty. We want to talk about that. I mean, it was just I missed them. I missed a giant in that pond. Shit, I watched you miss <laughs> <laughs> on camera. <laughs> <laughs> Look. Is this where we just pour on Chuck right now? Yeah. I think a little bit. The he avalanche deserves just it a little comes, bit. Dude, that bowfin was a freaking giant. Like giant, giant. <clears throat> I don't think you you fully like appreciated what I was telling you whenever we were I was like kind of hyping it up like hey I'll take you back here <laughs> but it's weird and they're if they're wild if you'd have seen what I said I mean that thing was a foot from the kayak yeah and I'm not exaggerating a foot from the ca- just whoa 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 just through the water like freaking giant carp and I was like is that a carp no 100 <laughs> percent was not a carp it was a monster. Monster, but like need three to foot have bowfin. Some dedicated bowfin days for next year. Yeah, I kind of. Well, I guess to the people listening to this right now, if you're curious about this, there are videos of this adventure. I decided to go into a giant freaking swamp to target these fish specifically, and it actually worked. And I caught some behemoths, and then I uh, conned Chuck into coming out with mm-hmm. me finally, and he like got the full experience because i'll be honest with you float tube adventures this year very nice i'm I'm a believer of the float tube for sure yeah, yeah. i'm just upset that i can't haul you around as well as sabelli can haul the oh, kayak yeah. around yeah the umbilical cord was a real thing. i would like to see his try to haul that thing too though because that is like a parachute you on that float what, tube. The swamp, although yeah. the swamp that last key. that last time we got when it we right spun around when we spun it yeah. around yeah that the actually key worked to, really the nice. key with him would to be able just have him turn around hook somewhere down low by his ass and then just kick and take, no, he don't slowly to, kick kick you don't have to do anything yeah i, I started turns and burns that little yeah. Minkota. i started looking for because i mean I, where i was fishing in geneva it, it's uh, it's a literal swamp and like you got to get in like some pretty gnarly back channels that honestly some of them you couldn't really even get a kayak into like the float tube was the only option and i i got one on amazon it was it was not an expensive one it was only like 200 bucks i think and i took a thing specifically out there for that area and that little thing's badass yeah it's a little unnerving having your bare legs in the water I, with the I, amount I, of snapping turtles there that, yeah. that's the weird part i couldn't do either i mean there's some of the ponds with all the scum in the water that I don't even want to touch, like the fish that comes out of the it's water. Too much disease visible on the surface. The weird, the weird part <sighs> was out there. Uh, the first couple days, I was keying in on this back channel because I, I mean, Onyx is like the ultimate tool even for fishing too. I kind of scouted a couple areas and I stayed on this one back channel a couple days in a row, and that's where I was catching the biggest ones. But the main open part of it kind of goes underneath the interstate, and there's like an actual boat launch there, and I wanted to try it so. It's 15 feet deep there, more or less 10 to 15 feet deep, which is like surprisingly deep for that area. But in the open water, I was just kind of kicking along because you got to wear little fins to propel yourself. And I mean, I was just kicking along because it's, I mean, shit, I think it was like a good couple hundred yards to get to the cross flow, I guess we'll call it or whatever. But as I was going, I just kind of turned around, like looking where I was going and I wasn't really like paying attention. And I just happened to turn back. To look at my feet and there was a snapping turtle coming up out of the water <laughs> trailing you from the it bottom. was it was trailing me and it was oh, july middle of july so they're they're pretty pretty active and I, I it wasn't coming to get me i think it just heard me kicking him maybe that noise like made it sound like another snapping turtle and it was kind of coming just like up and looking at me and it was like maybe a foot under the water you could see it 
you know, from a mile away. So, and hey, I went, that guy does look like, kind of like a snapper. Yeah. Well, I went, <laughs> holy shit. And I like, for, you know, I kind of flailed. I was like, whoa, you know, did one of those deals. And it like, was like, oh shit, what is this? And it went, it went, whoa. And it like, you know, swam away. our response like, to whenever yeah. we're out fishing with you. But of, you know, being back in the dank waters, I didn't have like any real run-ins. That was where I had it. And the, the one little patch of open water. I, I, I'm not even, I mean, I'm not, wouldn't even be worried about the turtle, literally just the water. Like, think about that back pond we were just talking about, that public land pond, way in the back with all the scum sitting on top uh, of the water. If it's the one I'm thinking of, the snakes oh. out there, there's, oh, yeah, I didn't think about the snake. We, we oh, saw yeah, a you snake. You saw at, a giant yeah, one. I, yeah, I saw the snake. That's right. You, you were a little behind. I still. was a little behind, and then all of a sudden, how about I the carp see- that day? Weren't you there the day the carp was flying? <laughs> the same spot that we had had to actually pull our kayaks over kind of like a, an old beaver dam slash hill to get into another pond just over the ridge from this one we had to kind of slow crawl through. Towards the end of the day when we're getting ready to leave, I'm just hearing absolute mayhem at the spot where we pulled yeah. over the hill. And I look at Chuck. I go, Chuck, do you hear that, man? It's like, what is that noise? It sounded like just something getting mauled to death. And then we started to slowly get closer. And I'm looking, and there is the biggest carp you've ever seen. And it's doing its best salmon impersonation and trying to jump its way up Over into little, this next pond. Yeah. Except it's falling completely short every time. And just, just smashing its head, on, just straight into like these rocks and yeah. tree, like just branches everywhere. And so, I mean, he was giving it hell though. Yeah, like, it's it's I, a very unique spot there because there's three ponds, pretty decent sized ponds that drain one into the next right. down through from runoff off like the main road up there. Which mm-hmm. is, it's kind of weird, honestly, but there is like a visible little. I don't know what that well, there's also, I believe, a, way to yeah, each there's one. like a little creek system that runs through that as well. I think the main feeds is that what it those. is mm-hmm. because when those over they they flow over down in and they'll, yeah. they'll hit into the creek because that top third one there's that swamp up above it that kind right. of catches everything and then mm-hmm. filters it down trying in. to get through that first pond was like being on legends oh. of the hidden temple just felt like one of those <laughs> little races those little mini boat races you got to yeah. sit down and do these little hop maneuvers and like push with like a paddle yeah. on each side to get yourself through all the mud and stuff. I'm pretty sure there's actually a video on our YouTube of me out there. I caught a couple of nice fish there. Really? Once upon a, a time. Yeah. I have to check it. It's an nice older one. It's probably mouth. three or four Dude, years. There are some giants in that like, pond. We, what did we end up? I mean, we caught Yeah, because I told like, you to u- what to use out there. And then you called me like, oh, I lost I, fish. I, I, I had it on the hook. Oh my God, you were right. We probably each caught like 15 to 20 oh, like small so bass, fish. like, you know, like maybe seven, eight inches, maybe 12 inches, a mix here and there yeah i caught at least three that were almost 18 inches mm-hmm. chuck missed, we won't, missed we, won't, uh, we won't bring it yeah. up anymore he missed and it. i saw Jack a really diesel. nice one too floated right over top of it it was yeah. laying right up along a, a log like in a foot of water oh yeah, yeah. towards the end of the day yeah there and were i a floated couple. right over and i'm like holy shit there's one right yeah, here yeah. And there were a couple huge. that were definitely on beds that as we were trying to push on some of the shorelines. Because it was really you, windy out. Too. You could because yeah. we were yeah, we were trying to stay tucked in so we didn't get blown around. You could tell the difference between seeing a carp and a bass in that clarity of water because it was yeah. semi clear still mm-hmm. back there's, there. There's there's a lot of nice grass in there. It does keep the oh, keep yeah. it pretty clear in there, honestly. Yeah, it's it's definitely clear water. It's just that back part has all like the oh, shit that sits on top. In so. there. You're casting like frog over it and you're leaving a trail yeah. through it. Yeah. You know, which can definitely, scum. you can get into some stuff back there. Oh, but the back one, you can, act, it's pretty shallow. You could wade through most of that back, back oh, one yeah. for sure. I've seen some, sure. some big bass caught out of that. But that's what's fun about it, man. The summer and that bass tournament. If I would never gotten to that, I wouldn't even own a kayak right now. <laughs> like in all reality, it wouldn't it's even. It's a really nice kayak. 
Yeah, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, I need that back. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> I got some spots I found for hunting that I would need to get uh, well, into. Well, you let me know. I asked you. This is my last yeah. week with it. I'll I just come you. and pick it up on the way out because yeah, it's honestly. by your place, anyways. He's gonna power wash it for you too. Now that he's power washing. Yeah, the actually, little, I will for you. Not just that get a little. As I say, spray. even after me just using it, it's cleaner than when I got it. Oh, <laughs> it was dude, like filled I'd... with like hay from your time. <laughs> oh yeah, it sits over in my carport. And yeah, so so the story with that is I've been on the fence about getting into kayak so chuck was nice enough to borrow let me borrow his since his was one of the models i was actually looking at which i don't know how i feel are you yeah. still semi-leaning bona fide or old town i think i'm not getting the bona fide the more really? stuff i watch on it the more i'm like eh. what is it just a little too narrow yeah i think so the, the i think the old town's kind of that happy medium the old town if like for your size if you didn't plan on standing up like yeah, I mean, even if you stood up, you could definitely still fish it. Yeah, I mean, even Chuck's kayak, I tried sort of like getting on my haunches, you know, yeah. in like a squatting position, and I was not comfortable. And I, I mean, mean, you've seen me stand in it. Yeah, fish. I mean, keep in mind too, I'm also six five and two fifty. So what what's nice about know. that though is you can get like a wide base. You can get your feet spread yeah. out. And don't get of, me wrong. In yours, you can do it. I don't feel even like a little bit. Oh yeah, unsteady in your like. There's no doubt that I'm never tipping over in that yeah. unless I'm doing something really stupid, really, really <laughs> stupid. But I forgot I was on the water before yeah. at times on that thing. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm just doing stupid shit, and I'm like, oh, what? But you in mine, you could definitely stand up. Like I can stand up and fish yeah. as long as it's not like crazy windy or yeah. like a lot of wake from like a boat coming by. Yeah. I can very easily stand up, especially. I mean, once again, even if I have like, if I drop a power pole on the back of mine. Yeah. The the trade-off with Chuck's being wider, which I believe yours is 41 inches wide, which is fucking insane. That's yeah. the widest you can, that I've been able to find. It tracks terrible. It's weird. It's a weird tracking system. I don't know why that is. I don't know if I just don't. It doesn't have, have a scutter. It doesn't have anything, but it has the nice transom on the back, which is, would be very easy to, I mean, yeah, you just put the an flat, electric the motor flat on, no transom problem. on the back. You could put motor on, oh, you yeah. put trolling motor on, which I bought for it. I just need to get the plate. Get it on there. I know. Yeah. Well, apparently there was a store up in Conneaut that used to have new canoe and I don't think they're either, they're either not there anymore or they no. just don't carry new canoe stuff anymore. You could just get a piece of metal, metal channel. And a I know channel. they, they make them. They're not yeah. expensive. But yeah, I was experimenting with Chuck's kayak. Actually, the most recent video on our YouTube video, video, not short, is out of Pima Tumen, and it was a very glassy water day. But when I kind of got out on the main lake, I kind of got a little ballsy and the wind picked up a little bit and I was kind of doing whirly birds for a second there. But other than that, it's actually, I mean, new canoe, it's it's very sturdy. Like, I don't feel oh, like yeah. you could break that thing, throwing it in and out of the truck. But it's very bare bones at the same time, too. There's a lot of tracks, so there's it a lot is. of options, but yep. it's... Now put it put it into perspective here. I bought that kayak as a dual purpose kayak. Yes, for your right? for your needs, you're yeah. more than likely going to have that in a river. Like I want that, that thing also sense. for you know. I want to haul a deer on the front of it. Yeah, and paddle it out for sure. And it could easily do that. Oh my god! Like I watched a, a video where and wasn't even that one. It was the Frontier, which was the older model, but the same basically. Same size, like same. It's about the same Frontier's width and a everything. Shorter. Uh, the the Frontier. Yes. Yeah. Um, and the guy literally grabbed one a deer, grabbed his buck and pulled it as he was standing up in the kayak in the water, pulled the deer from the shore up onto his yeah. kayak. Yeah. And, and it was perfectly sturdy. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like he was standing on a boat. Yeah. You know, I, I, and person I'm referencing is Southern ground hunting. Um, he, he does it all the time. Yeah. You know, but my, my thing is they have their fishing model using air quotes, the pursuit. 
Yeah. yeah. Which I believe is the same price. But even still, the only thing I could save a hundred dollars by the old town and it has more bells and whistles is what mm-hmm. I'm getting at for a purely fishing yeah, that's point a, of that's, view. You know, that's, that's kind of what, what I was looking getting at. That's what, mine's mean, not a f- no, purely no, fi- now there's no. Railings and there's there's a shit ton of rail. They had what I like too. Yeah, Yeah. I can get weird. Fully customized mine out like sick, sick. And I'm I'm pretty sure that Catfish has the same one from Rutten River. Yeah, and he fully decked his out. He has the same as what I have. Yeah, but what's nice is they have those little access panels. You can pop them off and run wire through. The only thing that doesn't make sense about that is the one they have the ones in the middle, which makes sense because more than likely your battery is going to be by your seat. But the one in the front is all the way in the front. So, like, if you wanted to, like, run your electronics or something, I would like to see maybe access panels in between there somewhere in yeah. the front, or give or take. But really, I keep going back and forth whether that's what I want or not. So, who knows? My mind's probably going to change, like, three three more <laughs> times. So. Winter, yeah. like I've, it, I've thought about putting the stand-up railing on there. Yeah. Like, that those are nice, stand-up casting, railing. Casting rail. Yeah. yeah so those you are can nice. stand up. You could put, you know, a couple rods on there or whatever and yeah, fish from those it. Are nice. I don't know. Mine is dedicated bass yeah, fishing, oh, fishing for sure. stuff uh, <laughs> is what it is hey, welcome to the fishing podcast <laughs> I mean, it, okay, I mean. it, the day me and him were out it was not a nice day to be out on the water at all it rained all morning long not hard but it, it was enough, it was annoying it was enough to be too much like it was like just enough and it was it was pretty windy when you got out in the open but at the same time, he has a Spotlock Minkota on his Absolutely. and I was tethered to the side of his so it wasn't a big deal I didn't have to paddle hardly at all that day and what was funny is every once in a while, I'd have him attached, and I'd forget <laughs> that my motor was set at like a higher speed. Oh, yeah. So I'd kick it on, and it would be on like seven or eight out of ten. And all of a sudden, I'd just see that little cord between me and Boer just go, ooh, boink. And just Boer would just get <laughs> dis- see me, like, just disconnected. Roll, I'd turn around and see him just look like rocking. <laughs> moving all over the place. I was like, ah, my bad, but I got to start out at a lower speed. When, when we got gears. it working, though, it, it would actually – it was actually legit. I, I will not lie to you. It was – once we kind of got it more figured out, like when I'd hold onto the back, like we went along just fine. Well, the, the best way to do it would be next time is rather than attach side to side, it would just be me backing up to you. Nuts and to you butts. Would, yeah, you just attaching. Because <laughs> there's there's a, a multiple attach points on yeah. the back. So you just hook right up to the back and then I just... Yeah, and he's got that handle on the front too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, I mean, it worked. Like we, we did like some... Some hand holding at some points we interlocked with our hands just to get that extra little grip on the side yeah, there. It was really cute. It was a Things nice weird. Yep. It was a very some nice broke back bass fishing. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like you guys had a great evening. It was a, a Pima tuning uh gift card uh to send out to the family. That's for sure. Well, other than your tournament you fished in the early summer there, what other highlights did you have this year to mention? Oh God. Yeah, this will mm. be quick. <laughs> Oh, don't worry. You're next, mister. I mean, really not much. Once the tournament ends, dude, I... You get back into archery. And it's not even that. I mean, I just, for a while there, I was going with Dingleberry and, mm-hmm. and Seaburn, and we were fishing from the shore, and I was just like, I, I was lost. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I've been purely kayak bass fishing for the last, like, three years. So, yeah. going back to the shore, I was, like, lost. I wasn't catching anything. <laughs> We are going up shitty <laughs> Westminster. And, yeah, that's you know, rough. That's yeah. rough riding. Just Not for me, though. I got, I got some more fish from the other Honestly, the next highlight would probably be the bowfin fishing trip would be honestly the, the other highlight outside of the bass yeah. fishing. It yeah. looked like it, you guys had good weather that day. Oh, it was beautiful. Oh, it was gorgeous. I mean, it was, it was a million degrees. Yeah, it was hot. Yeah, other it than was it really being nice. Like- yeah, but I mean, basically, bass fishing, caught some decent fish. Caught a lot of fish. 
Yeah. A lot of small fish. I mean, everything. I was catching like nonstop 11 inchers. Like I could not break that mark. It was just ridiculous. Yeah, you and me both. It was, it was constant. And then had a couple good days. Um, you know, so if you guys don't know, like me and Walt from Chasing Tails have been going back and forth every year. Yeah. Like one year he got me. The second year I kicked the shit out of him. Oh, that's a little aggressive. And Very then aggressive. the I think it was, the, and I might be a little bit off here because I think maybe I beat him the first year. He just edged me out the second. He he sandbagged me the one year. Oh my god! Yeah. So there's here there's a chuck roll. No, there's a chuck roll now chuck in the roll. chase and tells that oh you can god. you have to put your fish in within 24 hours. Wow! Because he held his for like three or four nights, and then the last night of the tournament, he dropped all of his fish into his. What? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He'd sandbag, legitimately sandbag me. And Jeez. So it forced this is why me. I don't fish this thing. You've been trying <laughs> to get me to fish this thing since you started, and every year I say, hell no. But here's the thing. it's We're creators in it, so we can't win. Yeah. Like, it's just for fun against yeah. each other, right? So he does that the one year, and I go out, and I catch my best fish ever still to date. And he ends up still beating me by a quarter of an inch. Yeah. So then this year I beat him. I think I beat him by... Not much. Yeah. I mean, not much at all. And I, come on, he's from Florida. He should kick the shit out of me in all reality. You would think. You know? One would think. But I was pumped that I got to beat him this year. So that's the highlight. And I got to beat Sabelli once this year. Eh, I don't remember On that. his own turf. He showed up thinking he was the only one that ever knew about this pond, which well, I've been fishing it, I, I, for like three To years. my defense, I'm going to say that <laughs> he, Chuck was in a kayak and I was fishing from shore. And at the particular place that we went to, there's literally... Only two spots that you can fish from shore. Bodies have been pulled out of both but of the spots I that I was fishing. I did catch my biggest fish that night within reach of you. I, I would have needed some... Bing bong. I would have needed some <laughs> grappling firing gun to get my lure. Oh, it's oh. the wrong button. Yeah. Oh, I hit it again. Same one. No, where is it? Hit it. Hit the... Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> So that's that's yeah. that's the most I got for fishing. After that, I put the rods away, and I, I've been done. How well, did you put those rods away, by the way, again? Uh, I launched them in the back of my truck. Ah, okay, yeah, that's right, that's right. That was well, the night you didn't catch anything, and I caught a ton. Okay, I just I'm just I'm just trying to go back in my mind real quick here. Well, night. we got Kevin Van Dam here, fresh off the tournament hey, trail. So how's let's, it going? let's hear yeah, let's, let's hear about yeah, your KVD series. Let's you can find talk him at Walmart. Mister Wednesday Nighter, and let's see how his uh his summer went. Oh boy, was it a rough summer? Yeah. It was a rough summer. Um, I mean, you've, out of the group, fished the most days. Yes. For sure, without question. Yes. So you'd think he'd be better, right? When? Well, that's that's the issue is that... Uh, <laughs> Bing bong. Moraine has other... Yeah, Moraine has other go. things to say. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's, it's tough down that 528 launch over there. I mean, that's where mm -hmm. me and my buddy stayed for the majority of the times that we went out to the... Wednesday nighters at Moraine this year. The Dead Sea. We, I mean, towards the end of the season, we basically came to the realization that all the teams that were placing, all the teams that were actually bringing in five, six pound largemouth for Moraine, which are pretty freaking big. monsters. It's pretty big for them. They were all going further up towards the North Shore, whereas the majority of the time we just stayed within 15, maybe 20 minutes of the launch. And all of the 528 area, all those southern spots, extremely extremely weedy tons of hydrilla the water clarity is just chocolate milk and uh, we just we couldn't get anything going i mean literally every wednesday night it was either two fish or no fish we could never bring in more than that and two fish is just it's just not going to get it done you have like it's mandatory on those wednesday nighters 
to get four fish if you want to be in contention to win. Three fish will usually get you in that top six or seven spots, usually. If they're, if they're hogs. If they're decent. Like yeah. if you can if you can bring in three, four pound like three three pounders, three yeah. maybe four pounders, you're looking good. You'll be in the top five. But bringing in two fish that, you know, for total for five pounds. Yeah. I mean, we would just go in, basically take some photos, just happy we caught something and then weigh them just to say we did. And then we'd leave on nights where there weren't like a ton of people there. Like the first night, the first Wednesday nighter, I think they had 56 boats. Then that slowly dissipated over the season where like towards the end of the season, you were seeing more like 38 boats, maybe 40 boats. Like more were, intelligent people stop Well, fishing. yeah, all those people. And were, I mean. 40 boats even in a single tournament at that lake is a lot of boats yeah i mean people just love fishing and it. it's just where we were fishing at because we didn't want to spend the time to run up the lake because just certain people have honey holes and areas that they know that they can produce and me and my buddy just we're not at that level yet this is like the first year that my buddy neil and i actually kind of heavily tried using electronics and it didn't go so well <laughs> Um, I mean, <laughs> there's just, there's, there's so many spots there that are offshore, deeper locations where I'm positive these people are catching them at. I just am not good enough yet to be able to find them mm -hmm. and then choose the proper technique for those areas. I mean, I kind of barely understand some deeper water cranking, some, you know, drop shot stuff, a little bit of. Uh, I don't even know, like just like dragging jigs, like on some like offshore points, but like some of these other spots, like you can definitely spot them on the electronics. You can see old, like uh, old road beds, old rock pilings, like giant areas where you can clearly see that there's a bunch of trees, Christmas trees, stuff like that under the water. It's just trying to figure out what they're biting at that particular time. Because the majority of those first couple tournaments on Wednesday nights were like 90 degrees, just oh, yeah. pure baking oh, yeah. in the sun. So between just actual fatigue, uh, just being out there for as long as we were, it was, we just couldn't get dialed in. I mean, honestly, the majority of the bass that we caught, I would say were towards the end of the evening and they were all like just topwater bites. Just once the bass started actually getting into like a bit of a feeding mode, you could go up and down the shores and see where they were breaking and like pushing bait, going after like actual, like literal frogs and snakes that you could see kind of near the shoreline in some areas. Those are the ones that we would target late night and, and get one or two. But it was those couple bites that you need during the slowest, hotter parts of the day that the other guys were getting that we, we just weren't. I mean, it's mm. a tough lake to fish on a, on a normal day, let alone you just got off work. You're trying to run out there. It's, you know, whatever the hell time of year in the summer yeah. and you know you're out there you know dealing with jag offs yeah there's a lot of them there but i mean yeah. once again you just that's the mentality i know you, you think I, you overthought your approach a little bit though in these wednesday nighters i mean i don't know it seems like you were putting a lot of thinking into dude, it you had tough, six different man. rods ready to it's go tough. there's if, nothing produced if you can't figure out those and what i still believe if you cannot figure out there's a little bit more of offshore techniques and spots at Moraine. Like I said, there was like 56, 57 bass boats. 80% of them are just bank beaters, like how I usually have fished up to this point in my life. And all they're doing is literally going up and down every shoreline, every visible structure that every person fishes all day long. And it's 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 tough to 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 get through and and find fish on a tree that you know, 17 other baits were just thrown to within the yeah, last sure, hour and a half. That. Oh, the pressure at that lake is 
astronomical, which is why yeah. I don't usually fish that lake yeah. after March or it April. I just sense. don't fish yeah. there. Yeah. Well, yeah, once the Wednesday nighters and some of those other like yeah. there was a there was a couple kayak. Uh, ice fishing there is great, by the way. Yeah, well, yeah. let's leave Seaburn <laughs> out of this. Um, the, hard, the hard water is nice. Bingo. There there were some actual kayak tournaments out at at uh, Moraine this year. I had planned on fishing in them, and then the one or two groups that I looked at, therefore non um, non motorized, non motorized right. yeah. only. So I was like, well. That's how a majority of them are. I, well, unfortunately, my old town kayak is basically the, the, the Bismarck. Like <laughs> me trying to actually kayak like a, a normal human with a, a paddle that. Team rotator cuff. Uh, yeah, you just, your your shoulders are gone. Yeah. So I don't have the foot puddles yet. That'll be possibly somewhere down the future just to ro- pop out the, the motor and put in the foot pedals instead. Those foot pedals are pretty, pretty badass. Yeah, they look pretty nice. I mean, once again, just something to look at in the future, but... Yeah, Wednesday night. So you never thought like, hey, let's just go on a Monday and try to practice or fish some of these deeper spots and learn. Well, we did. I mean, we did, but it's just to get in that rhythm and that type of fishing, you have to commit to it for a while. So like just going on like a random Monday and looking for some spots. I mean, within a week, the weather could be completely different. The water clarity is going to be complete. Like everything is shot. Not just saying like fishing spots, but fishing technique, practicing technique on deeper water trying to find them in deeper water on the electronics and then throwing at them and seeing what works the actual techniques i don't think are i mean i could be wrong are they're not too hard i mean like cranking you you know the depth that you're looking at you're throwing out the crankbait past where you're trying to get and you're pulling the crankbait down to the right. depth you're so just, it's about it's about finding that and making sure that they're there a couple days later whenever the tournament is because the conditions are just always changing. So you're saying consistently every single week for the entire year there were 10 people more talented than you at fishing. Oh, there's I'd say 80% of that field were more talented than me. Just a bunch of them just got skunked like like we did. I mean, just we found spots where we could clearly see that there were fish there. I mean, what I'm pretty sure were were bass. I mean, once again, once that sizing range they could have been, you know, stripers, some sort of white bass, something like that. But we definitely found spots where we could see bass. And we actually a couple times caught them, but they weren't keepers. Like how you were saying earlier, you seemed like you couldn't get away from 11-inch bass all year. There were plenty of nights where we caught five, six, seven bass. It just happened to be that 90% of them were 13, 14 inches. And we oh, were just- I couldn't tell you how many days I've gone out there. Like whenever I used to fish them. I have different reasons for never wanting to fish those again, which I will not put on here because the Lord only knows who's listening to this. That's probably good. But I've been out there. I, I can tell you right now, I, I could tell you one day for certain that we got skunked out there and it was the day that we almost sunk the boat because of the thunderstorm. But it would be nothing for me and Tanner to go out there and bang 12, 13 fish a night and not have a single keeper. When when they're on, you can get into them. Yeah. I mean, we've you're crushed just- them out there, but- you're just stirring up little guys. And that's usually from the weigh-ins. People weren't bringing in extremely long fish. Like uh, the majority of the bass that were being brought in were probably 15 and a half to 16 just inches. Barely. Like they were barely making. And then every once in a while, those bigger slobs, somebody would bring in like an, you know, an 18, 19, 20 inch largemouth that was five and a half pounds. So what's a keeper? 15 inches. 15 is inches. Minimum. Yeah. So it has to at least hit 15 inches. And then from there, they actually measure it off of weight, correct? Yes. yes. Okay. So, and that it's a four fish maximum. Gotcha. So some of these guys just, you'd see them come in and they'd pull three, you know, regular looking size bass out of the bag. And then that fourth one, boy, they'd be st- stretching a little extra to get it out. And you're like, oh my, how did they catch? They had that flown in from like Texas or something over like overnight. 
next day delivery. I think the best me and Tanner did was the one year he he actually did catch the lunker the one night we were there, but I believe that was the only fish we caught. And I think we made it in like the shit. I think we were like number 12 yeah. or 13, which is still like doo-doo. And we caught the biggest fish. <laughs> well, there's there's not yeah. a ton of structure on, on shoreline at Moraine. I mean, there's some key spots. Well, where there is. It just depends what time of year in the water level. Well, that's but what I'm at the saying. same time. It's such a small lake, it just gets hammered. Yeah, anything mm-hmm. that's visible is getting dominated by by people going up yeah, down the anybody shore. Anybody that sees a tree that's, hanging that's into what the I'm water saying. is so, going to be throwing now there's lures a lot, at it. There's a lot of spots where there's nice, nice docks yeah. and stuff like that. There's a couple nice marinas, but those are off limits. So anytime you're coming around there, I mean, those are like that's prime time real estate yeah. to find bass under those. Yeah. But you just can't fish them. So that's why anything, finding any sort of structure offshore there is key to to getting into anything. And a lot of guys that I ended up kind of being friendly with over the, the course of the summer, just asking them, you know, what they're doing, maybe where they're going, just trying to get little bits of information. I mean, you just, you understand people are either going to lie or only tell you a little bit just so they can keep their secrets. But a couple guys that I talked to that I definitely believe just said, hey man, if you're having some issues, literally find like a 50 yard stretch, maybe a hundred yard stretch where youth are pretty confident there's fish in. And he's like, literally just fish there the whole time. He's like all four hours, five hours, whatever the, the evenings were. Yeah. He goes, literally just stay there and pick every inch of it apart. Go back and forth, back and forth for the entirety of the four or five hours. He's like, I do that and I'll usually catch two to three good ones. And then at that point, at some point I'll decide, okay, that's enough here. And then I'll try to go get one extra one or yeah. just try to get a random one or two bites somewhere else. And I mean, those, those are the people that I honestly do think that once they've found an area and a technique, they just stick with it. Yeah. I mean, think about when we talked with Guck. I mean, he even mentioned how these fish will habitually go back to these areas. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They drop them back in the water and they swim right back to where they got, got caught. Guck's knowledge too, too late. I needed it earlier in the uh, season. You did need it earlier. Yeah. But. I mean, that was that was a good podcast we had with him as well. I was actually listening to that this morning a little bit on the way to work because I had a little longer drive today. The two bass that we actually caught on the championship day was basically out of his playbook. I mean, we only went like 200 yards from where we constantly released the fish at mm-hmm. and just fished, just graphed a little bit, looked, found some some stumps, some brush pilings, and we literally fished him for like an hour and caught, yeah. caught two bass like, re- I mean, like really quick. It was pretty sure that once i caught the first one it probably fired them up because we ended up catching one or two small ones then another keeper and then a couple small ones so we had a little area not too far from launch perfectly legal to fish and everything and just started hammering interesting guck knows the way of course he does i mean he's, he's he gets not, paid to know the way right? <laughs> it's not where he's at in Bless life heart. for not knowing the way i'm the small baby creature being pulled around in a pod and guck is in the Mandalorian armor defending us. Anyways, specifically. Me. Anyways, Boer, how about you, Bud? You're the you have been the determined fisherman for the fall. Well, I've been the determined fisherman since the inception of this group. To be completely <laughs> fair, multi-species angler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean the summer was normal summer. I, I'm kind of spoiled with my brother's house. I go out there, do whatever. But I've been kind of on a mission to cross species off the list. So the bowfin adventure that was referenced earlier that was. The big one for the year, I took shut down at my mill off and I went up there and devoted my two week time in July to go really suffer out there because I'll tell you what, the first day I went out there, it was hot. Mm -hmm. It was ridiculously hot and there's no trees because you're in a freaking swamp 
and and you're on the water yeah and i kind of went you know full savage and went out in my little tubie and <laughs> you know tried to figure them out and it, i will tell you what it was very different because those little shitheads they you you could see them all around once i figured out what was going on they like come up and gulp air so they like kind of nose up in the water and then just back right back down and like you just hear like this little in the water like you know, it looked mouth like noise. you whenever you the noises that I edit out of every podcast. Yeah, so this one you want to leave in, but like <laughs> I, I thought I was like, are those frogs just like <laughs> kind of like piddling around me or something? Like, what's going on? Like, is that like a bug or something? And then like I started like really paying attention when the fog lifted the first day, and I was like, son of a bitch, that's the fish, and it's all around me, three sixty. Because I mean, the channel I was in was maybe twenty yards across. Yeah, it wasn't too wide. Not even maybe. In some spots, it was like 10 yards. It's pretty narrow yeah. in spots. So like I'm in I'm in the shit like for sure. And these <laughs> fish are just all around you. And I'm like, what are they eating? Like I did some research going into this, obviously, you know. But all the videos you see of guys fishing are North Carolina, Georgia, you know, down south where, you know, you both in are pretty prevalent. Like yeah. you don't hear that in western pa or you hear anybody actually even going after them for that matter but once i figured out that's what that was and i was kind of trying to key in on just some flash and some bright they're you know apex predators like what did a pike hit pike hit really bright really flashy so i finally switched up to a spinnerbait and then the one i hooked i hooked unconscious and it was like 10 <laughs> feet from me because i was kind of losing hope a little bit because i was a few hours in and uh it hit like a freaking ton of bricks and I didn't even like, I was like getting ready to pull the lure out of the water to cast again. And it like smoked it right there. I'm like, holy shit. So then I'm trying to turn the camera on. Cause I'm like, this might be the only thing. And it spit it out. And I was like laughing. Cause I was like, you're an idiot, Braden. Like, what are you doing? And then I was like, okay, they like the spinner bait. So sw switched up to just using that. And then I ended up catching that first decent size one in the first video. And then uh, he just absolutely bent my shit to complete kingdom come and then the second one i caught on the same one i had to bend the wire back on the uh on the spinnerbait he just freaking broke it yeah like, enough of your shit huh yeah and uh i was using a bream colored spinnerbait and uh i really didn't pack a whole lot because i, I kind of just tried to bring a little bit of everything because i was like i don't really know what they're gonna want like you know so i had some chatterbaits too i switched to the closest thing i had was a, a bream colored chatterbait yeah they didn't want nothing to do with that so then I went back to the truck and then the next day I came back, I like came a little more prepared and I brought some bigger spinner baits. I switched to actually like a big ass half ounce with like the heaviest wire I could. Jeez. And then I started like really <laughs> wrangling them yeah. at that point once I kind of figured out what they wanted. The other thing too was I switched from braid to fluorocarbon because the water is surprisingly clear there. So you're swamp. It's just that first top layer, that first half it's, an inch that's just It's ungodly. clearer than you think. And I yeah. mean, they got good. I mean, they're an apex predator. So I mean, they got good eyesight. You know, they can they can They're see turkeys with teeth is what they are. Pretty much, yeah. They couldn't see my camouflage uh, boat in the water though. No, I mean you were sitting on top from, of the on the rice paddy there, <laughs> at a foot away. But poor poor Chuck, I finally caught him into coming out. He was he was actually the one that was like most interested in the fact that there's a bowfin, mm -hmm. and he came out with me finally. I, I remember it was like I think the second to the last day I had off for the week. And I, I was out all morning and I'd caught one on a frog. Finally, I was mixing it up, but I was in some real heavy stuff f way further east. That was actually the day the snapping turtle that came up to check me out was that day. But I fished there till about like noon. 
And then I went and got something to eat, dried off a little bit. And then Chuck met me later on. And we went back in the evening, back in the first channel that I was like really hammering him. And we got back there and he was, <laughs> he was on the struggle bus for a little bit there. And then I finally got cheesed off enough because I was trying to not cast as much because I was like, I want Chuck to catch one. And then I saw him miss like three. I was like, fuck this. I started, <laughs> they, were, they were hitting like crazy. It just could not set the hook on them to save my life. I, I what threw were you out, using? The same setup, just a, yeah, was, a spinner bait with fluorocarbon and. Yeah. I, I just think there's a lot of play in that fluoro and being up on the kayak in the water. When I go to set that hook, there's a lot of play in my in my boat. Pulling. Especially where you're angled and where you're looking and stuff like right. that. Right. I mean, it's just, it's weird that, you know, from his point of view and from being lower to the water and I don't know why, but I mean, obviously there's less drag when you set the hook in, in that, I, that floaty tube. I don't know. <laughs> The thing is, though, we're throwing moving baits. The donkey. I mean, really, you want something with more stretch to really absorb it. Otherwise, they're going to, A, potentially break the fuck out of your knot or bend your stuff out or, you know, which you don't want either. But I switched to, after like the first adventure, I changed one of my setups specifically for these fish because I was going out there pretty regularly at that point. So I was throwing 17 pound fluorocarbon, which is. That's heavy duty. Substantial. Substantial. And I mean, there's not a whole lot of pull. It's not like mono. Mono has. Some more right. stretch, which ideally you would want to use for something like that, but I digress. The amount of stuff that's in the water there, though, that's 17 pounds good. Yeah, I, I think so. And then going back, Chuck <laughs> Chuck kind of did some Kung Fu Panda shit on a couple of them, and then I got <laughs> pissed off. I th- I think I casted like twice, and then I landed that absolute freaking unit. That was the biggest one I caught this summer, like by far. What were the final dimensions on it? We didn't have anything to measure away uh, it, no. but it was... I said it in the videos, like, of course, I have nothing to, to measure these, and I should have. I might have had my scale on me. Yeah. I mean, it was, as soon as I s- saw it in the water, I was like, this thing is a million times bigger than the big one I caught the day before or the day prior, and I was like, oh, How big man. comparatively was it to the one that Chuck missed? Oh, my God, no. The one I missed was the big, it would have been the- it's an alligator. It, it, it was, was pretty big, yeah. Dude, that was an alligator gar. Like, yeah. the thing was enormous. Yeah, it was pretty nice. I, I, it was huge. Huge. The head on it. Holy freaking! I told you, I thought it was a carp. I was no joke. I thought it was a freaking. There's carp. this trend of kayak misses with you that I'm not. Oh, I don't man. like it, man. I don't like you. what I'm saying. Well, that's when I had enough, and I started like really fishing. Then at that point, <laughs> and I caught that you had one the kick booer into gear. We we both kind of diddled down the stream, and I was like, dude, just cast, you know. And I'd cast, he would cast, and I'd cast, and it was mostly me fishing it, and he's trying to film a little bit, and I'm like, just just fish, like it's not a big deal. Yeah. You know, but it's tight for two people yeah, to fish down it there. Is. It's it's it tight. Is. Especially, were you guys trying to like side by side it, or were you just like we were on both sides yeah, of the we channel basically? That's that's still tight and though for that area. Yeah, you know, we're trying to cast kind of different angles across yeah. and down down. You know, the edge was of it, it. Was it the same spot that we went to? You, me, and Neil? No, no, we were way further to the west from where we were that okay. day. So I mean, probably similar though, right? Very ish. Yeah, it's a lot wider over there. Okay, where we were. Yeah. Dude, oh ours ours was tight. I thought it was like minuscule. Yeah. And we were there, the and it was slow. We like you could yeah. visibly see the water line was and probably the farther you went back, the tighter, tighter it got. Yeah, <laughs> but that's where the big dogs were back yeah. there. You could hear them and see them. I mean, they, really? were, they were just going nuts. unreal. Like that's coming up out of the water. What, they, what, what month was it? July, it was the second week of July. It yeah. was. It was. They were just so pedoing out of the we water. We got to schedule some. Some hot days. Yeah, they didn't like it. Year. I mean, I tried going back out there that day with you. I went out another day too, and it was just. I wonder why. You think it has something maybe to do with like the oxygen level in the water and them having to to get up even further or more often? Well, I think the day we went, 
because it was flooded there. I think they were just kind of in the wind a little bit. And Lord knows what got washed away. Because I remember it was a brutal thunderstorm the day before we were there. So Lord only knows what happened then. But the other day I went up there, it was colder. It was overcast. I don't know. I don't know. It was... 30 30 degree temperature difference their mating time is their spawn and any of that so maybe that had a part in it. but i'll say this in pennsylvania typically they're pretty pretty similar the muskies are a little earlier than everything else but for the most part it's they're all generally we need some they were jazzed up that day the walleye are a little the walleye and the the muskie are a little earlier in the spring when it's still pretty cold out but you know for the most part they're all spring early we plan on eating any of these creatures next year the Fish and Boat Commission in their online thing, because I, I tried to research this, and it says to- Tastes like chicken. <laughs> yes. Uh, immediately release. <laughs> Are so, you serious? They don't say that you have to, but they, they encourage you to put them back because they're not a common fish around here. Really? I mean, honestly. That area is kind of a- Like a haven for them. Yeah, oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So I, I don't I don't think it would be a big deal there if we did. I'd eat one. They, I don't know that they have a size. I was just about limit. to say, are there any limit That's like numbers for point. them? I, they, I don't remember. I don't recall seeing that. I just remember seeing they encourage you to release them. <laughs> yeah, because at they that must point, taste delicious. Be, yeah, I mean, I know snakeheads are phenomenal. Yeah, really. Oh, uh, unreal! It's not like any any other fish meat yeah. you've ever had. They they look similar, but the. Difference right. between the two, the the dorsal fin is continuous from the bottle up around on a snakehead, whereas the bow fin, it stops, and there's a defined tail fin. Right. Yeah. And Plus the scales, scales on, the on the head and, yeah. and whatnot. None but of this is deterring me from But I'm thinking the, the meat itself might be similar. I mean, yeah. they're similar fish. Yeah. The, the coloration similar. is very different, too. I mean, the snakeheads oh, are yeah. a little blacker, brownish, goldish. Yeah, you they, know. they legitimately have a snake pattern on them. Yeah. Right. Next whereas, year, July, bowfin burgers is what I'm hearing right now. Because like honestly, it. the, the bowfin kind of like has the color of like a channel cat or bowfin like steaks. Flathead yeah, kind of color. Yeah, exactly. Like like they're they're that dirty, dirty brownish. Yeah. Yep. That's why I thought that one in the water was a carp. Yeah. When I saw it at first. Yeah. I'm like, dude, that looks like a giant carp. They're just they're just cool fish. I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I like they are cool. You might have got tipped over if you caught that fish. Dude, it would have. I would have been in the water in that wrestling video, that fish. Yeah, in the like video, a, he was like 90 degrees. He was at your three o'clock. Oh yeah, he might have mm-hmm. literally just capsized yeah. you and swimming to my four o'clock. And I kid you not, that fish was every bit of three feet long. I'm not exaggerating, <laughs> the even one, the least bit. Listen, I mean, think about the ones year? he's kept, you caught were like 30 ish, right? The big one, it was high 20s right high 20s and this sure. one i'm telling you this thing the head on it like so you're saying it, this thing's 40 inches i mean if you see in the video massive. i mean it's longer than my forearm it's yeah. way longer than my forearm and like i'm not a small dude so that's right a, that's at least mid to high 20 it's a, it's a good fish and this one i'm telling you was bigger than any of the, the ones one we caught. the one i saw the first day it went like fully airborne at two fully grown ducks in the water <laughs> Yeah, probably this, probably the same fish. It, granted, it would have never been able to fit it in its mouth, but this thing, like, it would have given it hell. It would have it it chomped on the head for a while. Yeah, I mean, they got some sharp little fangs in their little mouths. Yeah, I mean, fishing for those kind of, I don't want to say I've been like on the the down low with fishing, but like this year, I kind of like really, I was like, man, you have really been kind of pussing out on the fishing, and that was like your thing, and I was like. This kind of the bowfin really reinvigorated me, like going after that. Rejuvenated the fish. It was it was a new challenge. It was was a real challenge, you know. What I thought was funny is I was getting all the hits on that setup, and then (laughs) when I switched because you were talking shit on the frogs, I switched to the frog, and I went to I could 
I kept seeing them in the back, like in this. Yeah, and yeah. We're talking basically fishing a puddle at this point. In they the were back. like that far back. Like, oh yeah, yeah. It was we just in... like this small puddle area, and you had to go through like all the, which I thought was shallow, but in reality, after I went through it and put, it was not shallow, but there was like no, a it's bunch deceptively of, deep in the middle yeah. of this channel. It was like almost ten feet. There was some shit there that made it look like you could just get out and step right on it just that much sludge like sludge and build up and yeah and i mean you were literally sitting on the thickest grass mat you've yeah. ever seen you would like, wonder how they would stay under there though with like having to come up they to have the those little they tunnels in around yeah they go around yeah. and through it yeah. they have like you could see the open little channels that yeah, work through it just taken and that's what and then it opened up into like a puddle area okay is how i'm gonna describe it but yeah. i i finally and i was casting from like 50 feet away back into this thing <laughs> yeah. just and i missed a hit and i was like oh first cast it's and i missed one yeah. like from a one so i paddled all the way up just ran my boat into the sludge and i was like 10 feet from it i just cast over and and literally first cast i'm reeling through and just oh, boom blew yeah. up my frog wow and i mean i set the hook finally worked and it was like complete Frog opposite frogs oh. with the braid on it and that's yeah. dude it was freaking awesome because earlier in the day i did catch one on the frog right that was the first one though because i threw it i was trying top water hard the very first day i was there i had the the uh savage gear rat i'm like this thing's gonna destroy I mean, <laughs> they didn't win nothing they didn't and it. i'll tell you what treble hooks there forget it uh, forget yeah, no, it no 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 weed, there, you better like, be weedless or if you're gonna go like in the back back you better yeah. be weedless oh yeah well, but sure. if you're gonna fish those channels you can definitely throw Maybe, spinners yeah, and stuff yeah but still treble. It's got to be single yep. single hook. Yeah. Yeah. But that was that was really cool. I'm definitely like that's going to be like my my thing next well, I mean, year once, for sure. I mean I yeah. know archery is all here and everything but this is still a decent time to go after some muskies. Oh, without a doubt. I mean some of your river pike shit 2 weeks ago whenever it. I was on Pomatuming, dude. Pomatuming <laughs> is bumping right now. You're going to run out of your stupid tag sooner or later <laughs> and then we'll force you back into nope. the fishing. Well, to be fair too, Pomatuming has had a small craft wind advisory for the last 3 days and I don't think it's going to lift anytime in the next couple no, of it's either. been windier than all hell. Yeah. Yeah, it's these, 10 these to 20 just keep moving through and weather's going up and down. It'll warm up for 3 days into the high 60s and then Boom, drop off, and we're in the there's, 40s. There's a couple decent shore spots that are still at Moraine for, for musky and, and being able yeah. to just throw from shore, like down by the dam, stuff like that. Yeah. I oh. mean, even Pima Tuning, I know spots that it, I don't care how windy it is. I can get you in spots, and you're going to catch fish. Yeah. And we could kayak and do all the good other yeah. stuff because they're back in off the main lake. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I fished a lot of Pima Tuning growing up just from camping there for I mean, that's 20 my, years. my favorite lake to fish around here, hands down. Oh, I love it. Pima Pima is my favorite. I mean, it's yeah. it's always been my favorite. But for bass, dude, give me a small pond. And, and, I mean, just and let once me again, go. I just go to Marine. Just it's just convenient. It is. It's it like is. twenty I, I, twenty five. I'm, I'm knocking drive. it. It is. It is what it is. It's just if I have the choice, I'm not going there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll wait for the ice, and I'll see you there when the ice hits. Ugh. Well, Chuck, this <laughs> year, what are the top three things that you've used that you would say are your top three things? Lore wise, anything gear wise, technique. What's what's your three things this year that you've really? Man, that's a really good question. Uh, I would say first and foremost was swim baits. Okay, swim baits was my paddle tail swim baits, like paddle tail rubber swim baits. Like number one, caught all the fish on specific brand. Um, I'm not really brand specific, but um, I will say those rage. 
I turned Kicked you on to them, baby. Well, I had them. Did you? From, okay. Yeah, I I bought them. Like I bought this dude's whole setup out a couple years ago, right? Yeah. Like all, and I still had them from his setup. Yeah. So I just use, now I'm out, and I need more. Um, but those things, there is not a tougher freaking swim bait out there than those rages. For the thinner tailed ones, yes, I yeah, prefer they, those over Kytex any day crush. of the week. Oh, dude, my Kytex, I just Kytex kind of fell off. They I were they were fly the, through my Kytex. They barely yeah, make it. They like, they were kind of like a uh, hype beast. I have two bag two bags of freshly purchased Listen, skinny dippers in the car. I'm skinny gonna, dippers are the yeah, shit. Skinny dippers are nice. I'm not gonna lie to you. I caught a ton of fish on the Kytex, mostly as trailers. Yeah. But like just a straight swim bait, um, dude, they they get tore up and they don't last. And I I get frustrated changing all the time. So <laughs> that would be number one. Number two would be probably the chatter bait with the trailer, um, with a like a swim bait trailer. And then I always go back to either just straight rubber frog on top or the buzz bait with the frog trailer. Oh, it, I brought it back this year and it worked for me. It tore I caught up. some good it fish with up. it. Yeah. I'd say my better fish caught on that. I mean, it, it's just a bigger, it's a bigger lure. It, it's got a bigger presentation and I think it attracts big fish. You'll have to try the uh, Rage Craw okay. on the buzz bait. That's, a, that's actually a, nice. yeah. it's a favorite of mine to They're use on there. Yeah. I, I like the little kicky kicky feet behind it. <laughs> yeah, I think it it does look. Also, good. the rage cross is a big. Yeah, f- right. Flappy exactly. Boys. That's why I think it would work well because yeah. the same thing. Like well, just I can all tell that you, movement. I can tell you, it does work good. <laughs> <laughs> it gives you that little extra, more of a, a side flutter because of yeah. how wide those legs yeah. are. I mean, I really tried to push the hollow body frogs, and man, I just can't can't get them. I I did catch that. I believe, it was a hollow body frog. I caught that. See the frog uh, I, I struggle with the the frog. I, I shouldn't say I struggle with. I get frustrated with, and then yeah. I don't ever go back. I to do it. a lot better with, with just what? the straight rubber. The, just like a scum frog. Oh, okay. Like okay, a spro okay. frog. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The hollow bodies I struggle with. The the regular rubber ones that I can put on with yeah. the double hook. I think that's where it's at. No, I got you. And I I don't. Know, I get better hookups anyhow. Well. Sabelli, let's oh, go to yours. Oh, my top, your three top this, three this my year. My top three standouts this year, just from a fun perspective. I think I know what you're going to say, but go ahead. Well, one, weirdly enough, once again, I'll do some fishing out of Westminster, some of these other local smaller ponds where you'll get that. Some areas, just really, really thick buildup of just either topwater hydrilla or just topwater, some sort of scum plankton, something that's really a real thick mat. And I overwhelmingly loved throwing a punch rig this year getting a half ounce even in some spots like out of westminster where that stuff just grows and then dies and is just a huge thick mat up to like that's something uncommon to hear from fishing from the shore too yeah and i mean Mm -hmm. but it works i I normally don't get a ton of chance to do that but one of my rod setups that's usually my frog rod it's like a seven four with like 40 pound 30 pound braid, something I can cast real far and, and still get a good hooks up on with, with a frog. I would just swap over to the punch rig, just half ounce weight, you know, some sort of pitching style hook mm-hmm. system and just, oh, it's just so much fun to just throw it. You literally can't see anything. Yeah. You're just going straight down through and then you're just playing yo-yo for like two, three seconds, pulling it up next spot because it's, it's real like, setting up like a, a grid pattern, like when you're just trying to dissect the whole area. Oh, yeah. And you pick a small spot and you go, okay, I'm going to drop one here, 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 and then here, 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 and then just move on. And just sometimes when you just, you go to do that little yo-yo pop and boink, 
you just you feel that oh, yeah. just enough and then you're like heavy metal then it's time. just yeah it's just blast off you're like but at the same time i'm like if, in the back of your mind you're going if i miss this fish this half ounce weight could kill me like it is <laughs> it is coming back at me because i'm literally gonna try to cartoon bend myself over like trying to set the hook yeah. on this thing but that that would be number one overall the my my kind of favorite this year kind of used sparingly but when i did it i had a blast um chuck like what he said chatter baits were definitely key this year in a lot of weed line edges being able to rip them through a lot oh, of yeah. spots at moraine or even if we were trying to like pick apart some some sort of trees in the water rather than throwing a spinner bait we would tie on some sort of you know shad colored uh chatter bait yeah. and just try running them parallel to the to the tree branches and yeah, stuff yeah. like that and we had a lot of fun uh bass bites out there where you can watch the to watch a bass come out from underneath the tree and grab it and then try to turn tail and oh yeah and chuck back under the tree as quick as they could yeah oh it is so much fun with a chatterbait like that um and then third it was a late season ad and i enjoyed it only because i never Here really use this and it's crankbaits so is that that's a no, I was waiting I for you to say okay. the Hellraiser. I thought he was going to say crankbaits. Well, the, the Hellraiser. There was a couple standout we'll a baits of this year for the Hellraiser. For, well, as a side note for Z-Man this year, honorable mention. There, yeah, the honorable mention. Their, <laughs> their edition of their uh, their Toad lineup for topwater through like light um, amounts of like hydrilla yeah. and stuff. Nothing beats the kick action and that little on Toad. Those. You those did little really toads well with that Toad. Yeah, are sure. stellar. And then, and as a quick other side, it was the was the Hellraiser, their new release. Yeah. But the only issue is, is that how that back end sits down in the water. Any sort of little bit of top water debris and you're, yeah. you're done yeah. so it has to really be fished in in open water which around here there's not a lot of spots where you're going to find yeah. where treble hooks are, are yeah. going to be used are on top water at all but the third place slot definitely goes to the crankbait i normally never use a lot of treble hook baits just because i have had to pull them out of me so many times in the past <laughs> it sucks so bad to miss a fish and you watch in slow motion as six hooks are just barreling straight at your chest and there's nothing you can do about it so i normally don't fish a lot of treble hook baits but started using our electronics a little bit more and we ended up going a little bit crankbait heavy and that that championship day over there at, at moraine all the fish i caught i only caught like four fish throughout the day Two of my keepers, or well, all of them were caught on crankbaits. Two of them, you know, decent size. And you hit the podium that day? Uh, okay. So, uh, <laughs> what are your three uh, favorite baits uh, of the season? So, I'll do mine reverse. Number three, <laughs> I would probably throw the underspin. <laughs> underspin and paddle tails. That's like kind of a staple I got away from for a few years there, but I started okay. using a little more around grass. Uh non tech related non tech related I'm, I'm a big i'm a big fan of the uh reaction innovations skinny dipper oh, yeah. and the big dipper the big dipper actually i use that in lieu of a frog yeah. a lot of times on heavy line they but, just come through the grass so yeah nice. and you still get that little like with the tail yeah. over the you know whatever but the underspin i i typically have been using the owner five aught just just like the right weight oh okay for weight purposes for those long for the for the big dippers for sure yeah, if yeah. you're throwing a bigger one number two i would probably put to I, I i finally think i found the frog i like i've been using that dean rojas brown eye bronze eye uh popping frog okay 
I got a couple of those and that's actually what I caught that one bowfin on that one day. And I, I, I kind of committed to the frog bite a little bit more this year where it was, you know, relevant. And, yeah. you know, I got, I got a lot of more action on that. I do, I do like the spro. It's the Dean row. I sprung bronze eye frog. <laughs> Jesus, it's too long, but you do be liking them. Frog. Yeah. I, I do be liking that brown eye, huh? In the Navy <laughs> seal, Navy seal is the color. It's like his oh, black oh. blue. And then there's the, I think just the natural. Uh, green frog which is actually very similar to the frogs i saw up at that swamp so that's why i bought that one to use but then i never threw it up there but number one number one number, number one, one i've always been a bladed baits guy Uh-oh. uh for sure over the years uh this year i started using the z-man sling blade spinner baits and i am a very Ooh, big fan of those crafted nice i i mean spinner baits are spinner baits no doubt you know if, if you're going to spend you know eight nine dollars on a spinner bait yeah, they're, they're they're a good place to put your money. I'm, I'm never worried about the wiring on them. Though. No, like they they, they kind of have this like powder coated yeah, like yeah. almost sandblasted feel to the wire. It's not like a smooth bright wire. It's actually like kind of got like a little bit of like Texture brownish to it, yeah. to it too. But I've, I've been a big fan of those. The power finesse is actually what I've been using out at Pymatuming, and I've been cleaning up out there on yeah. that thing for sure. Well, that last video you posted, yeah. You oh yeah, I was catching freaking slobs. Yeah, I, I got keyed in, <laughs> keyed in on that bite for sure. But the, uh, I mean, I caught that really nice one, the full-size one, but the Power Finesse ones have been, they're just that right size where you get that bigger blade because on that le- that little bit smaller profile with that bigger blade, yeah. you can slow roll that thing, and she just sits like right where you want it in the yeah, water yeah. column. Like, and it's those have been really legit. I, I really have been enjoying those. I've been using the Hackney uh, heavy cover ones up in the swamp. That's actually what I caught that really, really big one on. The spinner baits uh, or his cr- or his, his uh, spinner baits? Yeah. Swim jigs. No, the spinner baits. He has a hack attack spinner bait now too, oh, okay. but big, big half ounce, just burning that baby yeah, through yeah. that heavy, heavy shit. They like those big gold blades. That's what, that's what I caught. They that move some is. water. They move some water. So, I mean, those, those are my three for the year for sure. As a quick side awesome. note for frogs, I made a slight change to a lot of the frogs in my arsenal, and I noticed a considerable higher hook set ratio. Yeah. And I ended up, what I ended up doing was literally taking, because I buy a lot of those like booyah, like pad crashers, pad crashers and yeah. stuff like that. Just because the Walmart specials. Yeah, I just, yeah. I like those things. They're not bad. Yeah. So what I ended up doing was I would take the hooks because it seemed like all of the hooks that came with those frogs were constantly getting stuck in the frog on my hook set. Constantly. Yeah. They would always rub into the sides just bend or them out somehow, a bit. but even trying to yeah. bend them though, it's, I, I, I still wasn't getting the, the, the hook sets that I wanted. So what I ended up doing was figuring out the size for those frogs for the hooks. And then I bought a bunch of the trocar. Uh, okay. Frog hooks. Yeah. And just replace them out. But I bought them a size larger than the ones that came with the frogs. Yeah. So on their backs, if you were looking at it, the hooks had like an extra, like maybe quarter of an inch clearance yeah. between the body of the frog and the hook. So I may have seen slightly higher, you know, snag, uh, you know, ratios yeah. just because it, there's that little extra gap in there. Yeah. But whenever I was setting the hook on a fish, he's done. Yeah. He was getting both of those in the top of his mouth top of the roof of the mouth and he just wasn't going anywhere yeah. so i just that that little tiny bit of a change to some of my frogs i was really pleased with this year speaking of frogs we've had uh chinese food here sitting at oh, the table on, for yeah. about half an hour now yeah it's i think i think we we covered it pretty well chuck you yeah. finally like lightened up a little bit and actually eh. like started enjoying talking about fishing yeah. one last yeah, time yeah, we still got more time to take you out so we got there's there's plenty of nice weather coming i will next not week. fish again until next uh, bass season well, we'll see. summer yeah, we'll see Well, boys and squirrels, 
I guess we're going to call it on that one. So thanks for stopping by. Check us out on YouTube. Like, subscribe. You can see a fair majority of the adventures we talked about have been documented on there, especially with the bowfin. So go there. Check it out. As always, guys, thanks for tuning in. And uh, yeah. Hunting content coming soon. Yeah, there you go. No. No. Thank you.